In Hollywood, they have a different language that they speak. It's found inside Variety, a magazine they use. And no one understands it when they read the movie news. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Christopher Taylor. And this is your co-host, Alex. He doesn't have a microphone yet. Alex Taylor. Uh, In it, we'll discuss TV and how it works and entertainment news but about tv so tv news really in a way the show's called tv news about tv on a podcast with two guys and a cat working title the cat doesn't talk though because she doesn't have alzheimer's unfortunately (laughs) so she remembers everything first bit of news that i saw this week on deadline was that once upon a time revenge and scandal are all going to be, their first seasons are all going to be on Netflix immediately. I guess, like, around the time that the DVD slash Blu-ray would be released. It's a very interesting thing that they're doing. Do you think this is going to change the dynamic of television at all? I think it seems like whoever made that decision has lost faith in DVD sales, and they would rather bank on people catching up with the shows on Netflix, thereby increasing ratings for the second season for those shows. It's worked before. Yeah. It's worked with, like, Breaking Bad and Always Sunny when Always Sunny did it on Hulu and Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy Anarchy just had its highest rated show. Actually, the highest rated thing that's ever been on uh, on FX. Yeah. I think American Horror Stories pilot had that originally. Yeah. Not originally, for less than a year. Yeah. Before that, it was probably The Shield. Put that out there, I'm sure. The Shield, probably. And... Before that, it was X-Men. Yeah. X2. And then before that, it was a Bottles and James commercial. A commercial had the highest rate yeah. on the network. Yeah, people really tuned in for that one. That was another thing this week, too, was um, we officially had the premiere of um, the new shows. So we had the premiere. It was all NBC, though. So we had the new normal. And the new normal and gone was last week. Okay. So second episodes, and they premiered pretty strong. I think Go On was in the threes in the demo, just pretty good. And then the new normal was like a two point one. It had like seventy five percent retention rate, which is pretty good. That's 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 pretty damn good. Do you think they're trying to have their own uh, Modern Family? I think last week there weren't a lot of new shows premiering, especially on network. So we'll probably have to see how big the drop off is for this week. I would guess. I don't know if those two shows can sustain things once other shows start coming back, but it'll be interesting. It's weird that they premiered two shows on the same night, and there's no older comedy to sustain that night. There's no anchor show. It's The Voice, and then two new shows. And then it's The Voice, and then it's, like, it's, oh, it's The Voice is their anchor now, which is fine, because The Voice gets, like, what, 11% of TVs that are on watches The Voice? I don't know. I'm probably, like, a four or a high three or something in the demo. I'm assuming. Maybe even a five. It's, the voice is pretty big for NBC. We should have the ratings up when we do this. It would make sense. I'll go to TV by the numbers, and I'll get the schedule. It probably It's probably at a 25 voice. 25 million viewers. And then Go On got 22 million. I think it was like 200 million yeah, viewers. More than the population of the United States. And you count cats. Yeah. They're probably a good six-figure number in terms of cats per capita. Matt, what did you watch this weekend? I watched the Puppy Bowl, which we ran at two in the morning on Animal Planet. And, and Criminal Minds. Criminal Meows. Really? 
you're fucking stupid. That's it. That's an idiotic thing to watch. That's that's weird, Magic. Get out of our podcast, Magic. Damn it. Who are you? Sick of your you shit. And what else happened this week? Here's the schedule. Does that premiere dates? No, it doesn't. That would be good. Yeah. Premiere dates. I yes. think it's just the new normal and gone for right now. And then Wilfred and Louie are finishing up. I saw... I saw... I, I know... Uh, re- uh, they have one more week to get. Next week will be the season finale. It was only eight episodes for uh, Anger Management. Yeah. They it, did two in the first night, so it only ran for seven weeks. Yeah, but they I, they did 13... 12 or 13 for Wilfred and Louie. It always confuses me. 12 or 13. It's yeah. always like one or the other. And Louie's interesting right now because like, the big arc is whether or not he might take over for the David Letterman show. Really? Yeah, David Letterman's... In, in his universe, David Letterman's retiring, and they're secretly, like, they want Jerry Seinfeld, but then Louis, they come to Louis C.K., and he's, like, their cheaper second option. But Louis C.K. is really awkward, and so he, like, doesn't know if he wants to fight for the job. But now, leading into this episode, I think he really wants the job. Do you think Louis C.K. could have his own late-night show? I, I think he could have, like, a quirky FX late-night show, like what they've done with W. Camila Mila Mil Bell, or whatever his name is. Yeah, W. Meow Bell. That was better. That was a lot better than Russell Brand. Yeah, Brand I X. agree. Brandex should just Brand die quickly. Maybe it got renewed for a second season, though. Yeah, I'm sure it costs like a nickel to make, and four cents goes to Russell Brand, and the other penny goes to the kid with Down syndrome running the camera and clapping really loudly to be the audience. There's no audience. It's just yeah. a, a retarded guy clapping. Yeah, and that, and I'm not being mean because it really is a kid with Down syndrome running a camera. It's true. I can't be being mean right now. I like how proper you're saying. You're yeah. saying a kid with Down syndrome. Like, oh, Riri. Yeah. Is the person who's running the, the tech. The, the technical term is Riri. The yeah. scientific. The Redis reticulum is the scientific term. There's a, there's a scientific term and then there's a technical term. They're different. Yeah. Nice. Pretty much. We talked about Netflix before, right? Yeah. How Netflix works right now is they have some shows that have a full run, but it's not really a full run because they only put up 100 episodes. So if you go for Buffy, they have like the first four seasons and then they only have episodes like the first and second and then the last of the next bunch of seasons. Unless there's like a big episode, like I think the musical episode is up just because everyone would want to see that. So they put that one up too. I feel like that's kind of a weird thing, but I mean, do you think that might help with DVD sales? Like why only 100? I don't know. I think that's Netflix's thing. I've never seen a show, even like Cheers, they'll have a hundred episodes up at a time, and the and every Cheers ran for thirty years. Yeah, but but every every week, like they'll have different episodes, and then they'll take away some. Oh really? Yeah. So they'll even shuffle them around. Yeah. So it might be this week for Buffy. It might be like the first four seasons, and then random episodes from season five, and then next week it might be seasons two through five, and then rep- random episodes from season six. I didn't know they did that. That's more like syndication then. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know if you try to license more than a hundred, then it's it gets like expensive or it might be too expensive. Yeah, or maybe they just figure people who are watching it can't digest more than that at one time anyway, so they just do it that way. I'm pissed that Workaholics season two is still not up on Netflix yet. 
Yeah. The fuck is that? They're probably going to wait till like a week before the next season. Or I guess they already did yeah, season already did three. Season oh, yeah. Three's out now. I don't know. Finished. So when season eight comes out, they'll release it. Maybe they just eight. forgot. Maybe they licensed it and it's sitting around somewhere and somebody's going to be like, that's the one I missed. It was the mentally challenged guy. Yeah. Said Netflix. Damn that guy. Camille Bell. He's pretty talented. He's a cameraman. He's talented but forgetful. Yeah. He's. That's. This is kryptonite. It's got a bad memory. George yeah. Lopez had his own late night show. I think anyone can. Yeah, I think it would be called like George Lopez. Come on, I'll do better this time tonight. We actually saw George Lopez. We did. And it was terrible. And like Benny the Ladder Balancer. I don't know his real name, but whoever the the, oh, opening, the opening comic for opening for Jorge Lopez balances ladders on his chin and then makes fun of teenagers, and hits on old women. Let's go to shows that, that were uh, picked up this week. Can you think of any off the top of your head? They were picked up. Picked up, but that were sold. Well, I saw... At, Put pilot, something like at that. At the very end of today, uh, Jim Gaffigan sold a pilot. Oh, really? Yeah, it will be... I think it's on Fox. He's producing with Peter Tolan, but I think he's also going to star in it. And he's pretty funny, so hopefully that should be good if it gets CBS. made cbs yeah uh. and then in other news other than pilots i saw that freddie highmore got the role of norman bates in yeah, bates motel yeah that, and that's charlie from the remake of charlie and the chocolate Factory. yes that is charlie he and vera farmiga will be on that show okay that should be good i never knew that norman bates's mom was named norma bates is that a thing they made up for the for the show no, I think is they... Is actually in the movie? I think Norma is... I don't know. It might not be in the first one. It's in, the, it's in the sequels? Yeah, it might be in the sequels. That might be Deep Tracks. But if not, then that's kind of cool, because, I mean, the whole point is that... Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the original Psycho, I mean, the whole point is, like, Norman is obsessed and still has his mom's, like, ghost kind of lingering... Like, ghosts, like, metaphorically. Like, okay. he can't get the monkey off his back. I was like, what the... Maybe and that, that's the sequel you're watching, nah. But, like, and so, since he's kind of become his mother... It, and he kills as yeah. his mom. Because his mom is jealous of these women mm-hmm. that he's talking to or obsessed with. Yeah. And jerking off when he's looking at them through a peephole. Yeah. A lot of jerking off. Yeah. Renee Zellweger's pilot that sold last yeah, year. Yeah, I got cast. And Lifetime got cast. I think, I mean... I think it could be really interesting because it's 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 a period piece in the seventies. Yeah. And if I remember, it's about uh, it's coming of age. I'm reading it now. It's coming of age girls who ex- who explore their lives at the crossroads of the eras of political, artistic, social, and sexual rebellions. Which is the seventies? I thought that was the sixties. There's a more there's a more specific logline somewhere. I don't know why it was that vague, but it's something like these women are like making the big woman jump to womanhood. <laughs> Gary Sanchez um, sold uh, Gary Sanchez Productions sold the show with the um, the woman who wrote The Bachelorette, who's very attractive. That's completely besides the point. I think that shows about a woman who works for an overbearing boss and all the shenanigans that goes along with trying to please that boss, trying to find her own way. Did That's all I know about that one. Did you see um, the Graceland pilot uh, trailer for USA Network? It, um, I think it looks terrible. <laughs> I remember when they were casting, it was just called the Jeff Easton pilot. And Jeff Easton's the guy who, he also created um, 
It's white collar. Yeah, it is white collar. And I can never think of the name. I'm always like, burn notice? They all sound so similar to me. They all look similar. Blue skies, you know. They're all pretty much called white guy mid-30s. White guy mid-30s, blue sky. Done. Covert affairs. White woman mid-30s. Necessary roughness. White woman mid-30s. Late 30s? I don't know. She was on Rescue Me for a while, so she's getting kind of up there. I watched the trailer for it, and it just looks like... I mean, USA's never been quality TV. It's always been a more palpable CBS in a way. I always said that NBC and USA, since they're run by the same company, should just switch. And then CBS would actually have someone to compete with because their shows are just very easygoing and easy to watch. You don't have to watch them episode to episode. You can just jump in at any burn notice. Again, obviously, if you watch them in succession, then you actually get something more out of the story. But this Graceland just, I don't know. I mean, the guys are overly attractive. They're like way too attractive, but just fine. But like off-puttingly attractive, really. Yeah, it's just obnoxious. It's like I want to bang them, or I want them to bang me. I don't know how gay works. It's confusing to me. A lot of uncomfortable boners flying around. <laughs> yeah. Makes me not want to watch TV. Like Donald Glass. I have the weirdest boner right now. But it just, I don't know, there's just something off about it. And I felt the same way when I saw the pilot for Common Law. I think there was an article about it probably not coming back. Yeah, it, it was it was terrible. I saw an advanced copy of the pilot. So maybe they changed it since then. It was just missing on this simple mark. It just wasn't hitting in the right spot. I don't know. It was too, like, I almost want to say it was too, it wasn't loud enough. Or it was just very, like, mute. Felt like it was trying to be a USA show instead of just being its own thing. Burn Notice is its own thing. I could watch Burn Notice all day. It's just very easy to watch, but it's fun. I'm having fun when I'm watching it, especially with Bruce Campbell on it. You know, just a fun time. Common Law, I felt like it was work to watch. The conceit of the show is a really good idea. It's about buddy cops who've been together so long, they're in a common law marriage, and then they go to therapy. I mean, they're not literally in a common law marriage, but it's like they're in a common law marriage, and they go to couples therapy. It sounds like it would work, but the moment they're in couples therapy and they're bantering back and forth, the show just loses all of the stakes. And I guess, I I think, like, their story was the backstory, so it's what they're saying in couples therapy. It's very passive, the whole time. I'm here in the present talking to a therapist and then but really each show is about what you what you've already done it's it does lose stakes because obviously nothing completely terrible went wrong like nobody died because you're there talking about it in therapy a cool way that they do that sometimes is when they do like voiceover but like in american beauty when he's like i'm dead yeah this is my story and he's narrating it so you can do that in a They've yeah. done that in other things, too. Yeah. I think it's more passable in a movie because you have an hour and a half to two and a half hours to tell a story. And so if you know the character's dead in the beginning, you know, like, okay, I don't have to sit through eight years of this horse shit trying to figure out the end of each season. But that's not why I died. You'll have to wait till next yeah. season to find out how I died. <laughs> and, then, and then the second season rolls around and it's like, but you just found out how my brother died. That's not how I died either. Spike bought 30 reality shows. Did you hear yeah. that? Spike bought 30 reality shows. I feel like Will Gluck's having an awesome season. He sold the Michael J. Fox pilot a couple weeks ago, sure. and then he, he, s- he sold 20, something else earlier. Like a 22-episode order, right? Yeah. Just straight up. Um, and then he, I think he sold something either today or yesterday, and I think he sold another thing, so that's like I think it's three things at least that um, he sold. Howard Gordon sold the pilot. Howard Gordon did. Cassidy. Yeah. I feel like every pilot is about CIA operatives yeah. of, of late. Is yeah. that just me, or is it just like CIA is the new they, I think, vampire? 
Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of government conspiracies being sold. I think a lot Why of just because Homeland is doing so well. Yeah, who else is doing? I mean, Rand Rabbit sold well. an FBI drama mm-hmm. today as well. We need to go back though. This past week, Mark Gordon's been relatively quiet. I mean, I feel like he sells like twenty things a season, and I haven't read anything yet. It's true from him so far. Oh, this is big. I think this is big personally. Elmore Leonard's drama from the Numbers Creator is getting a pilot order at USA. And uh, here, I'll, I'll read off what's about. The project centers on a Miami businessman who, contemplating a run for political office, tries to increase his chances of being elected by marrying a Colombian woman who is on the run from her troubled past. What starts as a marriage of convenience quickly escalates into much more as his new wife proves to be more resourceful at fixing any problem the corrupt South Miami political scene throws at her husband. It's very Elmore Leonard. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's, it's probably a better choice than a dumbass Colombian woman who isn't resourceful at fixing problems because then every episode would be pretty stupid. That's actually that's actually yeah. Graceland. Yeah. Graceland. It feels like a halfway home. There's like a CIA operative and an FBI agent and it's his first day and they're way overemphasized that in the trailer. Yeah. I think the trailer ends with a gun pointing to his head and he goes, oh my god, it's my first day. Does it sound like something you can easily say in one sentence and yeah. pitch, which is which seems like never a good sign for like a good USA show. Yeah. Like I feel like you need a really good one-liner for their kind of... Burn notice again, perfect one-liner. Yeah, CIA agent gets burned and he has to figure out who burned him and why. And, yeah, and put his life back together. Yeah, and I don't think there's a saucy Colombian woman who's resourceful in that one. There no, could be. It's Miami. There's a saucy woman in it. Yeah. Who's very resourceful at using guns. And a saucy Bruce Campbell. And a saucy Saucier Bruce. than ever. Yeah. They literally pour sauce on him throughout yeah. the show. It's weird. He's he's as saucy as he gets. Yeah. Let's see, Let's see what else Deadline can do for this podcast. <laughs> X Factor. Like in terms of X Factor, Milady really likes that show. She thinks it's better than American Idol, which I watched a little. Yeah. I think they, they kind of put a different spin on how they... I'm pretty confident it's the exact same show. Probably. Except instead of Coke, Ford, and AT&T, it's Pepsi, Toyota, and Verizon as their sponsors. Most likely. Which I totally called two years ago before the show premiered <laughs> because I'm awesome. That is pretty sweet. Did you figure it out yet? We covered so much that I have to get to the second page. We're doing a pretty great job so far. That Something that wasn't anything about being bought or sold is Mandy Patinkin disses Criminal Minds and call, yeah, called it his biggest public mistake just because when he shot the pilot, it was about a girl being raped and trying to figure out who did it, and he thought that was just going to be a one-off, but then he didn't like how a lot of the episodes seem sensational and salacious that way and I think he said that there's like a negative effect he thought that had on the children's of America. Yeah, he's thinking it's a big problem that network television is having death and rape on it every week and it's sensationalizing it. Which is interesting as people are pointing out because he's on Homeland which had a guy almost killed the vice president and the vice president had blood and like brain all over him at one point. That's not really spoilery I don't think. I said a guy or a girl, or a cat, or or a thing. 
The Thing actually kills the vice president. ABC buys Family Soap from Sheldon Turner, and I don't really know anything about Family Soaps, but Sheldon Turner was the co-writer of Up in the Air, and the project comes from Turner and Jennifer Klein's company, Vendetta Productions, which has a first-look deal at ABC Studios. There's another CIA show that's sold. See, I'm telling you, there's tons of CIA shows called Anonymous, about a rebellious hotshot wonderkind who's plucked as CIA's latest recruit and teamed with a seasoned handler with whom he forms an unlikely father-son relationship. Doesn't sound very exciting. You can tell that they sold it on like, yeah, but it's the father-son dynamic that's going to really pull the show together. The Recruit, was that what it was called? The Recruit with Colin Farrell? Yeah, it was kind of like that too. Which isn't an amazing movie, but I think it's better than a lot of people give it credit for. The most interesting project for me, anyway, is, as a sci-fi fan that sold, was the Bad Robot show. J.J. Abrams and Jeff Hinkner at Fox. It was a buddy cop comedy, but one of the cops is a robot. Very simple. Easy to understand. It could be a lot of fun. Bad Robot, I feel like, has been hit and miss. They've really been 50-50 each, each season. They get one show that hits. They get one show that fails miserably. Last year, we had Purse of Interest with just hit and a perfect match for CBS. I remember seeing that pilot ahead of time and being like, this is going to go on forever. It's badass, it's cool, and it's procedural. And it's blue. It has this very blue tint to it, like every other CBS show. And then there was Alcatraz. I really wanted it to work. I watched the whole thing. I really liked how it ended though, because the I think the one person who was miscast was the lead, which was the chick. Uh, spoiler alert, they kill her in the last second. <laughs> Dead. Then the show never came back. I think they realized if it comes back, we did not have her in it. You have anything over there? Uh, I got the Will Gluck thing. It's the the drama from Becky Hartman Edwards and Will Gluck. The drama from Becky Hartman Edwards goes, uh, and that's bought by NBC. And then on the comedy side, Will Gluck and Matt Hubbard sell something to NBC. Uh, I was confused at first because I was like, Will Gluck sells dramas? But that was just me messing up. Um, You're a Because I am the cameraman for a WrestleBrand show. Brand X. Yeah. And that Will Gluck, Matt Hubbard show is has Donald Glover attached to be the co-star. That's right. Because Matt Hubbard and Glover used to write on 30 Rock together, and that's where they met. That's where they probably became best friends. A little known fact, twofer on 30 Rock based on Donald Glover. That is true. Kinda yeah. Because he is very white, but then he has black skin. It's a two for one, really. Uh, that's probably where his name comes from. Hit the nail on the head. Let's see. Oh, and this this comedy from Matt Hubbard and Will Gluck starring Donald Glover, it's... Untitled? It, yes, it is untitled, but Donald Glover has this project in second position to Community, but we all know how Community's next season's gonna turn out, so it probably won't have to worry about... Community has 13 episodes left. Yeah. And then I believe it gets to 88, Yeah. which is when it can be syndicated. So they probably won't renew it. And it's already in late syndication. These, mm-hmm. The first three seasons are going to be on Comedy Central. Sony and NBC just want to get it to 88, and then they're going to kill it. They already let go of the, of the uh, showrunner, Dan Harmon, which Dan Harmon sold two projects this year. Two multicams, one to Fox and one to CBS. I hope one of those goes through. There was the big bout between um, The Hoppa, which is Dish Network's ad zapper, and Les Moonves. Les, this Hopper device that Dish Network has 
jumps past the commercials. I don't even think you see bits of them. It just goes from the show to the show again. So you don't see anything. So you see no commercials. You don't even see bits and pieces of them. Les Moonves was complaining and saying, like, listen, commercials pay for everything for television. If you're not going to have commercials for our shows, we're not going to be on Dish Network anymore. And Dish Network responded, and they basically said, well, we just want to give consumers a choice. They can already do it manually. We're just automating it. We're making it easier. The reason why DVR can still get along with network television, how TV works with the dual revenue stream right now, is simply because people forget to go past the commercials a lot of times. They'll be watching something on DVR, and they'll completely forget, and they'll watch the commercials, or they'll be jumping through it, but they'll actually still see little bits and pieces of commercials here and there. So they're still getting a bit of commercial in there. We can still have DVR, and we can still have commercial television in this dual revenue stream living harmoniously together. Unless, as Les Moonves says, we can just skip the commercials and it just jumps. I do. I, I understand where Les is coming from with this. I can also understand where Dish Network is coming from. There's, there's still such a minority of people who even have DVRs to begin with that it's like, this could be a problem in two or three years, but I, I just still think that the people who pay for Dish ad zapper is probably like less than 500,000 people. And so in the big scheme of things, like and that, per- and then the percentage of people who watch CBS of those people probably even smaller. So I could see it growing into a bigger problem, but right now maybe not. Another thing with Dish Network is AMC. They don't have any of the AMC networks, which I don't, I don't know what else it is besides AMC. IFC. Oh yeah, IFC. Yeah, Dance. Sundance and We and the Wedding Channel. The Wedding Channel? Really? I knew, yeah, Women's Entertainment. I, I, I knew that one. Did not know, I didn't even know that the Wedding Channel was a thing. Wow. Is anyone missing their Wedding Channel? I don't think so. I don't uh. think anyone's missing anything other than AMC. Like, IFC still gets terrible numbers. The IFC is great. Yeah, I, I, like it. I I mean, I think that it's, there's 18 to like 29 year olds living in Los Angeles. 18 to 29. That's a good demo. Yeah. Male. Definitely male. White male. They have Portlandia. They have the whitest kids you know, which I don't even think is on anymore. They have the poor decisions of Todd Margaret. And they have my personal favorite reality show, Rhett and Link Commercial Kings, which I don't think is coming back for a second season. But I've watched that first season probably five times per episode. It's amazing. One of my favorite pilots this year was for IFC. It was Mark Marin's show. He has a pretty cool podcast, which is one of the most popular podcasts there is. This side of Nerdist and Kevin Smith. This show was... It was it was Louie, but with um, with Mark Maron instead. And then there's a little five-minute stint in between, which was him doing his podcast. It was him living his life as Louie kind of lives his life, this awkward old guy who's single. Where Louie, he's on stage and he feels alive. Mark Maron has, he's doing his podcast and he feels alive. That's when he's really on, you know? And I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Curb has that kind of awkwardness, too, as, as those two shows do. I don't know if they're going to pick up Mark Maron, though. I think they, I think they did pick up. Yeah, perhaps. You heard it here first, maybe. Actually, that cartoon pilot that they had? Horrible. I hated it. Oh, it was the... No, it was the worst. Well, it was more of a presentation. I mean, it, it said pilot on the screener I saw, but it was like... Wasn't it like... It was like... Nine f- minutes or something, of, or if that. I believe I heard on a podcast or somewhere, it might have been... It was probably the Nerdist Writers Panel, but they're, they're saying that that show's in production right now. What was it called? Do you remember? It wasn't outsourced, but I feel like it was something like that. It's like... Outlaw? I don't know. It looks like it's drawn by one person. No color. Maybe there's color in it. It was created by a 
animator from South Park. We looked it up on IMDb when we watched it. It was like awkward, or I don't know. It was, it was probably two syllables. My mind, my mind knows things through syllables. The first thing that came to my head was The Odd Life of Timothy Green, but I know that's not. That was a movie with Jennifer Garner. Yeah, Jennifer Garner. Who was the dad in that? Joel Edgerington Tun Edger. Oh, Joel Edgerton. That's the guy from Warrior. He was badass in Warrior. What a cool movie. I thought the plot was very convenient. And that, oh my god, brothers are fighting each other. And oh, they're both in UFC. I don't know. There's a lot of convenience in that script. But it was still really just cool. It was just a cool movie. And Nick Nolte was amazing. He totally deserved an Oscar nod. What you got? He didn't win. Uh, Christopher Plummer won for Best Supporting Actor instead. SpongeBob movie right beginners but i think beginners is the name of the spongebob movie yeah. so you're right that's there's literally no more news to be had if you listen to this you won't have to read the news for the past two weeks can end it with was there any news that came out on friday that they just kind of shoved underneath the the floor resident evil 5 is beating finding nemo 3d but no one cares about that I can't believe Finding Nemo is playing in almost 3,000 theaters again. That's crazy. One of the pilots I'm most looking forward to is for HBO, the Stephen Merchant pilot. What's it called? We Need Girlfriends? No, it's not. It's something like that. Hello, ladies. Is it Hello, ladies? That could be amazing. And they just announced a girl that's going to be on it, an actress. I don't, I don't remember who it was. Barry Manilow? That sounds right. Let's go with Barry Manilow. Kim Rothman exiting... 20th film group, Jim, uh, Ginosaurus Rex, becomes sole chairman slash CEO. 20th TV's Dana Walden and Gary Newman now report News Corp number two, Chase Carey. That's that's almost word for word, the deadline headline. It actually, uh, it, it literally was word for word except for Jim's last name, which you made up. It's Giannopolis, I believe. Silent. G- Giannopolis. Wait, shit. Important thing to know is there's a guy named Jim, and he's big man on campus now at 20th. I mean, and we were expecting something like this to happen after News Corp split their publishing and their entertainment. Because <laughs> publishing is an entertainment and two companies, which makes a lot of sense because, let's be honest, publishing on its way out as a thing in general. I haven't, I haven't read a book personally in 10 years, so, I mean, I'm ahead of that curve. Well, not books, but, like... Books are gone. Books are gone. Publishing's gone. Just the written word is pretty much on its way out the door. It's gonna be just replaced by movies. Songs. Yeah, songs. Just those two things. Limericks. Oh, and ringtones. Movies, songs, ringtones, and limericks. Pretty much jump on one of those bandwagons, because... See you later, books. Hit the old dusty trail. Yeah. Big dictionary, the Oxford edition, is considering taking out a bunch of words just because there's so much unnecessary stuff in there. Like the word book? It's going to, yeah, that's useless. Novel. Novel. Author. Novella. Honestly, yeah. he uses the word term novella anymore. Yeah. Let's be real here. And novella is, let's, I mean, novella is the short bus of the book world. It's where, you know, everybody who doesn't have time for a book goes to hang out. Steve Martin wrote a good novella. Yeah, that's one out of a trillion. Actually, you should have said, yeah, but they made that into a movie, and the movie was better. <laughs> I'm sure the movie was worse than the novella. I don't know. I didn't read it, because who reads novellas? Seriously. Novella, Steve Martin, of course, uh, First Wives Club.